2: Democratic lawmakers intensify today as President Biden
0: tries to salvage his $4 trillion infrastructure agenda. Centrist Democrats think it's too costly while progressives don't want to make cuts. It's almost like shoving everything you want into one gigantic $4 trillion package doesn't work. (laughs) This is my idea. Skip Congress, take the infrastructure plan onto Shark Tank, pitch it to the sharks If they think it's good, they'll fund it. We're good to go. Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, and he's a lefty.
4: I'd vote for that. A whole bunch of business people would say, no, this doesn't make sense. How many billions of dollars for tree equity? What the hell are you talking about?
2: You know, going back to the theme I announced at the outset of the show, does it work or would it work? It's funny how nobody ever discusses that. I have a plan that would fund blah, 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 Would it work? What would the result be of that? Can we talk about that for a minute? What's
4: the most expensive NFL ticket for this weekend? It's Tom Brady's return to Foxborough. Ba, 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 ba. As Tampa Bay takes on the New England Patriots, get-ins are 275 That's just gets you in the building. Wow. Uh, I used to have a friend who was the world's best scalper. Scalp Master, he called himself, and he was the best. But you always started with get-ins, and you worked your way up from there. Uh, the average ticket price, $1,222. <laughs> 1200 bucks for the average ticket price on StubHub to watch Brady return to
2: Foxborough. Wow. Are they going to cheer him or boo him? Uh, cheer him. Okay. At least at first. And then once the game begins, all bets are off, except the bets that are still on. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll bet. They, I'll bet they cheer i That's funny. I I really like watching football less than I used to. I'm kind of out of the NFL. But even at the height of my NFL viewership, there is no way I got twelve hundred dollars more enjoyment out of being at the stadium for anything right. than watching at home. Yeah, I mean the alternative's so good. But I don't. Maybe if you're a you know a northeasterner with your pack in your car. Um, and, and, and then your beans and your, your Paul Revere. Uh, <clears throat> maybe it's just it's such a status thing to say, uh, yeah, I was there. I was there when he came back. All right. I don't know. The Patriots are pretty bad this year, aren't they? I have no idea. I don't even know. You're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. I'll tell you who's bad, not in terms of uh, execution, but in terms of morality is Facebook coming under fire in recent days for their effort to target youngsters and suck their marrow out like they have oh, the adults.
4: Wow. Yeah, I remember I turned the corner the other day. You've been saying Mark Zuckerberg is evil for years. I always just thought that you were just kind of, you know, doing talk radio exaggeration.
2: Never question me again.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but now that I know their internal documents said this stuff was bad and they're trying to expand it, oh, forget it. You're, you're actually evil.
2: Right. Well, and at some point, if you become aware, I mean, you might be the most pure hearted chemical company in the world. You formed for the purpose of helping people, particularly the poor and underprivileged, bring them better, healthier crops and the rest of it. You've dedicated your life to it. Then it turns out your chemicals poison people and kill them. And you just keep doing it. If your result is evil and you keep doing it, you're evil and they're evil. But all these internal documents that the Wall Street Journal has gotten hold of are so revealing. In one presentation, they contemplated whether there might be a way to engage children during play dates. Wow. Why do we care about tweens? One document said from 2020. They're a valuable but untapped audience. And at this point, I, I wish everybody involved had watched the documentary uh Social Dilemma. It's still available. I think it's on Netflix, but yeah, you Google it. You'll find it or search it. I'm sorry. Here I am name dropping another evil tech colossus, Uh Google.
4: But so Wall Street Journal does this four part series with internal documents, lets us know Facebook knows it's killing teens and making them miserable and suicidal and and then they, and then Instagram
2: they, specifically,
4: recently, yeah, Zuckerberg's corporations, sure, and yep. they're saying behind the scenes, we need to get tweens. It's a valuable, untapped market. That's that is flat out evil. That's a that's a finding out cigarettes are killing people and then trying to expand to young
2: people. Exactly. Yeah. And getting back to my thought on the social dilemma, the point of the documentary, and it does such a brilliant job of illustrating this, is that these companies are incredibly capable. They're really frighteningly smart about understanding the way our brains work, the way our psychology works, how to engage us and re-engage us. If we drift away, yank us back and the rest of it. And they are their best and brightest. We're employed with trying to figure out how to do that to little children, to manipulate little children and get them addicted. There's a Senate subcommittee going on today which is expected to probe the effects of Facebook's Instagram platform on mental health. I hope they really get into it in a serious way. Um Facebook's own research shown that Instagram can have Instagram can have a negative effect on teen mental health, especially among girls. Um, Then they quote a couple of senators uh, in more than a dozen studies over the last couple of years. Facebook has made what it called big bets on designing products that would appeal to preteens across across all of its services, not just Instagram. And in more than a dozen studies, the documents show Facebook has tried to understand which products might resonate with children and tweens age 10 through 12, how these young people view competitors' apps and what concerns their parents and, and how to get around it. With the ubiquity of tablets and phones, kids kids are getting on the Internet as young as six years old. We can't ignore this, and we have a responsibility to figure it out. Imagine a Facebook experience designed for youth. Wow. Keeping in mind that the whole point of Facebook is to learn everything about you, mine your data, and sell it to people. Yeah,
4: you do have to keep that in mind. That's where they make their money. The reason they want you to get on there is just so they can mine data. That's where the money is. And, and, you know, sell advertising.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I love this. Uh, The head of Facebook, whose name is Maseri, What's his first name? I don't know. Mr. He said, if kids are under 13, they're not allowed on Instagram, and they should not be using our service. Hilarious. Yeah, I know. Isn't that fabulous? It's not new, and it's not a secret that social media companies try to understand how teens and preteens use technology. Like all technology companies, of course, we want to appeal to the next generation, which is legit, but that's entirely different from the false assertion that we knowingly attempt to recruit people who aren't old enough to use our apps. Yeah, Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do like crazy.
4: uh, Joe Camel would like to uh, have a word with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, global teen penetration on Facebook is low. Acquisition appears to be slowing down. A memo states, we got to figure out how to get the kids. Well, our rules clearly state children should not. Oh, my God, these people are liars. Yep.
4: that is uh, That is something. And I hope they pay a price for it.
2: Look for my upcoming quickie talk show host book, Lying Liars and the Lies They Lie. (laughs) Probably banned on Amazon soon.
4: Uh, Nancy Pelosi has just said she still plans to bring the infrastructure bill to a vote today. Yes, fight, fight. But she's still saying, I plan to. She's not saying I will. So she's Mm. leaving some wiggle room there. Um, uh, Much more on the way. uh, Text line 415-295-KFTC.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let me just tell you about negotiating. At the end, that's when you really have to weigh in. You cannot tire. You cannot concede. It's This is this is the fun part. We're on a path to win the vote. I don't want to even consider any options other than that. That's just the way it is, and that's, that's our culture. You don't understand that culture, you don't understand that culture. But that's our culture. We go in it to win it.
4: That's interesting. This is fun," she said. Yeah, reminds me. uh, This is great. It reminds me of uh, our agent. We had a a bunch of thing, a a thing going on time with a bunch of moving parts. He said, "This is fun for me." You got to understand, people that like making deals, they just love that. The 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 there there, there's apparently a, um, uh, you know, uh, a payoff excitement of something that you get from putting together that stuff that I don't get.
2: Sure, it's game uh, time. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I mean, I can't relate to it exactly, but I get it. Uh, she, you know, uh, I disagree with her on everything, and I think she's a, mostly a malevolent force in the country. Uh, but I pray to be that sharp at her oh, age, yeah, if no indeed kidding. I'm still around.
4: Think of how many, and she's how, look up Nancy Pelosi's age. Somebody for me. Um, what is she? She's about she's seventy-nine. Age. Yeah, I yeah, think she, she may even be eighty at this point. But. She's able to keep way more information in her head than uh, Joe Biden is. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, she's 81 years old. 81. There you go. Mm, Good for her. Well, that's right. Yeah, famously, the entire leadership of the Democratic Party is Mm 80-plus. Not 65-plus, 80-plus.
4: When she brings that to the floor uh, and they start voting and everything like that, if that happens while we're on the air, we'll bring that to you. The Atlantic has got a weird piece uh, this month. A strange burgeoning social media trend among young people. Nostalgia for the earliest days of the pandemic. Okay. It kind of reminds me of when I found out that a hot thing is YouTube videos of like a train passing. It's like a six-hour video of just a train train going by.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. That's sort a of people stuff? whispering thing. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, Burgeoning social media trend among young people Nostalgia for the earliest days of the pandemic Using music and pop culture references Associated with March and April of 2020 Tiger King's the best example But lots of stuff Content creators are racking up millions of views Tapping into their peers Fond recollections of a time where The world seemed more united In the face of a common threat This has got uh, Some echoes of the book Uh, Moby Dick that book about tribes and stuff oh tribe tribe <laughs> yeah uh yeah. about how when when we go through really tough times you know it's tough at the time but we look back on them and think that was the most like fulfilling time of my life
2: yeah okay
4: and right. uh, i think maybe that's what's going on for young people particularly in in and, and i think we're all in agreement that young people have kind of like more they're, they're less moored to things than they've ever been um maybe I'm moored. That, this was a concentration of like you know some something legit tough that they could come around together and deal with, as opposed to just hanging out in college and complaining about white supremacy and all these other fanciful things, and pron- right. pronouns and whatnot.
2: One is tempted to mock the idea for of nostalgia for last year, um, but <laughs> if they felt happy about things then and
4: not now okay i guess i get it so content creators are racking up millions of views tapping into their peers fond recollections of a time where the world seemed more united in the face of a common threat we were just feeling nostalgic for this period of time where we felt such togetherness even though we were physically isolated and i feel like that has dissipated over the past year and a half why do these videos resonate according to a researcher you UC San Francisco, nostalgia is a natural response to uncertainty and dissatisfaction. He has found that on a day to day basis most people feel nostalgic when they're also being lonely or isolated, which they are. But if you're lonely and isolated, you're nostalgic from the beginning of your loneliness and isolation. That just it seems confusing to me. Well, it was better loneliness and more fulfilling
2: isolation back
4: then. <laughs> I don't know. That is that is weird. But so if you're if
2: you know a young person into that phenomenon,
4: that's what's going on
2: there. Tragedy. Hey, hey right. speaking speaking of you know COVID and isolation that sort of thing. When was the last time you heard anybody seriously discussing herd immunity? Mm, uh, well, very long time. I think is that's... that because that runs uh, counter to the idea of, for instance, jabbing little children who aren't at risk anyway.
4: I well, I think there's a couple of things that you don't hear about as much anymore or are being spun a certain way because they want to get as many people vaccinated as possible. They're obsessed with vaccination. So mm-hmm. herd immunity, they don't want to talk about that because then they'd say, "Well, we're at like 80% and that's practically herd immunity." So um also the whole how much um uh if you've had the covid, h- how protected are you against um, getting it again versus getting the vaccine. Washington Post has a piece out today, actually, about that. And there's there's a number of studies out there that think you got real good, strong immunity if you've had they've had the COVID already. Doctor Fauci said he's not sure. I don't trust him as far as I no, can please. throw him. And I actually think I could throw him a fair ways because he looks like he probably weighs like 120 pounds. So I think I could throw him across the room if I had to. Yeah. Um it's hard to imagine how I'd end up in the situation where well, I have and to, he's
2: an elderly man, too. So there's the question of, you know, the, the morals
4: having trouble coming up with a scenario where I need to th- where I'm where I'm in a room with him and I need to throw him as far as possible. But I think I could anyway. <laughs> I don't trust him at all to 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 be honest about that, because he's obsessed with getting everybody jabbed. So if he has data that would say you get pretty good immunity from the from getting the COVID, he's not going to come forward with that.
2: No, you know, and I've seen uh, allegedly reliable medical sources stating just opposite each other. Oh, yeah, you get great immunity from having had it or no, it's terrible. It's uh, nothing, nothing at all compared to the vaccine. And so what are you going to do? You just throw your hands up. I don't
4: know. But I know, like with smallpox, you know, it was one of the reasons George Washington was so bulletproof is he had had a dose of smallpox and he was younger and survived it. So he didn't have to worry about it. Um, It works for some diseases, in other words. A uh, different story. We had this earlier in the week. It's tragedy. Uh, a, a mom and with her kid in her arms f- fell from the top of Petco Park at a Padres game and died. But the behind, uh, the, what, what's going on with the story is kind of interesting. Partially because of what the mayor said. So after the story broke and nobody was exactly sure what happened, the mayor decided to come out and say it was horrifically tragic. Many people are suffering with depression and anxiety right now because of the shutdown and covid Uh, the pandemic and exacerbates it, blah, 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 and went on some sort of, like, COVID thing.
2: And suggesting that she was depressed and therefore hurled herself with her child to their death. Right. And
4: uh, that's not what happened at all, because people that were there near this woman, Wilkins, and her family at these picnic tables that were near the railing, the woman started jumping up on the bench of the table closest to the railing, holding a baby in her arms. I'm not sure that's the best idea. She seemed happy and laughing, and then she was dancing. Well, she lost her balance and fell off of this bench, just onto the cement right next to the table. So she's dancing on the table with the kid and everything, slips and falls, but lands on the cement. What's she do? She gets back up on the table and does it again. But this time when she tumbles, she goes over the railing and dies with her kid in her arms.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So what the hell was Top Gloria talking about? The, the mayor of, of San Diego.
4: Wanting to exacerbate the damage of COVID. That is a, the thing that some people want to do.
2: Right, the religion of the left.
4: For some reason, they want to make it worse than it is. I don't know what is going on there. Yeah, wow. Wow, that is interesting. And odd. The man who was with them, believed to be the child's father, was looking over the edge of the railing and appeared to be in shock
2: yeah I'll bet oh good gracious oh boy uh, tired of uh, the woke politics tired of vaccine mandates we've got a job for you coming okay. up the
4: dollar store is going to start selling stuff that costs more than a dollar that might be the biggest proof of inflation yet lies uh armstrong and getty you miss an hour go to armstrongandgetty.com
0: armstrong and getty enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at bet mgm
1: Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I wish to be entertained. And Bridgerton is what
2: entertains the most Netflix subscribers. The soapy British drama, the most watched show on the streaming service, according to new data presented by Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos at Vox's Media Code Conference.
3: With 625 million hours of Bridgerton watched, Money Heist is close behind in second, season three of Stranger Things in third. As for movies... Please don't take my The
0: Sandra
2: Bullock thriller Bird Box, still the most watched Netflix film, followed by Extraction and Martin Scorsese's The Irishman
4: the irishman who's still watching that didn't you hear it's terrible um three hours yeah, it's terrible
2: left. but it's long
4: <laughs> uh somebody hit me to bridgerton it's the most watched tv series ever in netflix's history which is saying something with 82 million subscribers tuning in for at least two minutes in the first 28 days of service so bridgerton's what do you watch it michael the wife does i don't watch it but oh, she's hooked on it alex what's bridgerton about do you know I do. Sorry, you caught me in the middle of a chip. Yeah. What Bridgerton? Quick, quick. What's the elevator pitch of Bridgerton? Um, weird
0: British royalty comedy drama.
2: Okay, must be really good. Hmm. Yeah, I uh, ran into a chap at a cocktail gathering the other day. who Recommended that. Okay. Well, I'll have to give it. A, I'll have to give it a look. I vowed to commit it to memory, then couldn't remember the name of it. So, yeah. thank you for bringing it up. There you go. Uh, This
4: is kind of interesting. Jonathan Swan of Axios is not one prone to hysteria or saying things like this, which makes it all the more important. U.S. company LinkedIn now works as a censor on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. What? Blocking my Axios colleague's profile because of her critical reporting on the CCP. You should follow Bethany... Jonathan Swan says she is diligent, ethical reporter, and we are lucky to have her at Axios. So she wrote a piece um, criticizing the Communist Party in China over a couple of different things that they're doing. And LinkedIn, at the behest of China, blocked it. In China or universally? It's uh, blocked in China, but LinkedIn okay. had to participate in that. Right. A U.S. company, LinkedIn, participated Because they don't want to lose all of the people on LinkedIn in China. It's what we were talking earlier about the Olympics. So there's a story out There's not going to be fans for the Winter Olympics, which I have been assuming all along will not happen, or at least they won't happen with our participation. But they're coming up in January, just a few months away, um, in Beijing. And so far, we haven't announced that we're boycotting. And I would think it's getting a little late in the game for that. It's clearly happening. No like, way. No yeah.
2: freaking way you can do that. How could you possibly justify that? I'll bet you an egg roll and a rancid bat it happens. No way. Yeah,
4: I'm glad you brought up the rancid bat. So you want to throw on the pile of reasons why you can't participate. They got a million slaves that they're raping and torturing. Um, they started the freaking bat fever and lied about it and won't allow anybody to investigate where it came from.
2: Come on, China! Yeah, they killed millions of people. They have concentration camps.
4: And the world is going to show up and ooh and ah at their opening ceremony? Yeah, profitable market. Exactly.
2: No. Grow up, well, man! Grow geez. up!
4: I, I, st- I still can't believe it's going to happen.
2: Let's all gather together on some anniversary and solemnly vow never again. And feel all noble, please. The almighty dollar. That's That's the god... That's the that's the the highest aspiration clearly. LinkedIn keep
4: that in mind is uh blocking any story that is anti-communist party the the country and the political regime bent on taking over the world. If they would could have their way, they would take over the whole world and maybe they wouldn't like you and you would be a slave or mm-hmm. raped or sterilized. Because that's the kind of people they are. Chinese well, assholes! And LinkedIn wants to cover up that information for profit.
2: Well, and they would certainly uh, bring to their knees all of the corporations that are kissing their hiney currently. Uh, you know, Michael, play our, our favorite South Park clip about... Uh, you gotta lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. You know, putting aside the uh, comedic tone and the uh, intentionally amusing wording of that, um, (laughs) these companies, and and LinkedIn is just the latest. I mean, Facebook does this, Google does this, they all do it. Um, What they say, and it's a fairly reasonable response, is we follow the law in every country that we operate in. We have to. It's our obligation. And we've chosen to operate in China, so we follow Chinese laws. Well, they've compromised like every sacred principle of liberty and human rights to do business in China. As simple as that.
4: Sometimes an excuse. Uh, you've, you've got a reason. And it's just a reason. It's not an excuse. That's an excuse that you can't justify. That I don't care. You can't justify that. Um,
2: it's well, you worship a different god.
4: Coincidentally, last night I was watching a TED talk, a YouTube video by a guy named Graham Allison. He's a Harvard professor. He came up with the term the Thucydides trap, which we've talked about before, it goes way back to the Peloponnesian War. It's the idea that when you have a rising power, um the rising power goes to war with the established power pretty much always. And and he he talks in his TED talk about how China and a dominant United States are are headed toward a violent collision that nobody wants. Is there any way to stop it? And um getting to the specifics of uh, of China and what they're all about and how much they've how much how richer how much richer they've gotten in such a short amount of time as recently as 2004 now this talk was in 2018 but from 2004 to 2018 in 2004 China's economy was half the size of the United States half from 2004 to 2018 and it's about to pass us in terms of their size of their economy i mean that's just stunning that is amazing. 40 years ago, 90% of their population lived on less than $2 a day, and they're about to 40 years ago, 90% of the population less than $2 a day and they're about to pass us. That's how the rise that we all paid for in a variety of ways because we thought they would join in on the uh, you know, the harmony of man gig. But so since they've clearly uh, declared that they're not into that whole thing; that they're bent on world domination, that would include all kinds of horrific things, including slavery. Um, you'd think we'd wake up to that. And I don't know, God, I hope I hope we all come around to the idea that no, I'm not going to support a company like LinkedIn, who carries water for the communist Chinese,
2: or Nike, or whoever the hell, or the NBA, or Apple. More apple. Mr. Apple in your pocket, apple in front of your face. Yeah. I got a lot of apple products. Gobble up more apples than a damn horse. And look (laughs) at you lecturing LinkedIn. Uh, More to come on that question and others. Uh, but closer to home, your home security, how about a, a quick word from our friends at Safe, their wireless outdoor security camera. They've just unleashed it. It is so good. Fits in seamlessly, of course, with the Simply Safe security system. But the specs on this thing, this is serious home security.
4: Yeah, I love this camera. So it's battery operated with an easy to remove rechargeable battery. So you don't need it near an outlet. That's the downside of a lot of video cameras. So, you could put it anywhere. And with its 140 degree field of view, you can watch your entire backyard, entire front street. And it's so clear with 1080 HD resolution and an eight time zoom, you can actually see who it was that, you know, stole something from your garage or was in your backyard last night or see a license plate or whatever. Very cool.
2: Yep. Learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera by visiting simplysafe.com/Armstrong. And in addition, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering twenty percent off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service is free when you enroll in interactive monitoring. Again, that's simplysafe.com/Armstrong. Simplysafe.com/Armstrong. So you are tired of the uh, COVID uh, mandates and the woke this and the. White people are bad. Mandatory corporate training, racist garbage. You have to undergo. There was a uh, a guy in Idaho, Andrew Crapuchet Crapuchets. <laughs> Can I say his name on the air? Pretty name. Crapuchets. <laughs> Krap- but I repeat myself. <laughs> but he. Uh... I'm going ahead and changing my name to Johnson. Well, he uh, he hated all that stuff we we're talking about, and so this guy is tech-savvy apparently uh, started a, a, a job-posting site called Red Balloon for his part of Idaho. But after a, a posting a video he made advertising the site in his community, he started hearing from people all over the country, from Minnesota to Florida, Alabama to Georgia, people who want to work in a free-to-work culture, who are not going to be forced to get jabbed, or have to toe the line on woke progressive politics, and this thing has just exploded. I guess
4: that's interesting.
2: Yeah, companies are posting saying, "Yeah, we want people who think like that to come work for us." And people who are looking for gigs say, "Hey, I have yeah. these skills. I work hard, uh, but I don't want any of the, that crap." And and evidently, it's just it's, like I said, it's exploded. Huh?
4: Yeah. So so uh, yet another reshuffling of where people live and where people work.
2: Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking that same thing as I read this. It's a definitely a, a self segregating voting with their feet type of thing. You know, we've said, others have said many times. I tell you what. Let's never mind like thought experiments. Let's do this. Conservative America. We're going to go over here. Progressive America. Y'all go over there. You do your thing. We'll do our thing. We'll meet back in five years and see how it's going. Right. And so people are doing that. I'm not nec- I don't necessarily think it's healthy, but I get the impulse, trust me. So that is uh, red let me make sure that's the name of the website. redballoon.work. redballoon.work. Luftballoon. 99 luftballoons. No sir, indeed, very different. And what was the guy's last name again? Crapochets. <laughs> Crappochets. <laughs> Michael I thought you had a clip you wanted to play, probably. You just wanted to hear it again.
0: Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah.
2: That's childish. Uh,
4: what's her name? Uh, Greta. Uh, Greta. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. There you
2: go. Blah, a... blah,
0: blah, blah. Yeah. Blah, blah,
2: blah. Uh, the, uh, dear, the grown-ups are talking. You're now allowed to uh, give her a hard time because she is 18, although she is still a young young woman with uh, Asperger's syndrome. So
4: Yeah. If you like being mean to, mean to young people with... Uh... Not dealt a good hand, go ahead.
2: Well, maybe they shouldn't lecture me so much. well you? you stole her childhood. I'm not warming the globe. Uh, step into my house as cold as a meat locker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the right side of this, on the uh, right side of history. Another phrase that ought to be retired forever.
4: um uh, A couple of more signs of inflation that might be here. Also, uh, Joe brought us this earlier. We should revisit the whole idea of trigger warnings. It's just it's hilarious.
2: Not only are they not a good idea, they're a terrible idea.
4: (laughs) So, that among other things on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
1: Strong and Getty
4: Show. Shakira has been attacked by wild boars. We'll have full team coverage <gasps> next hour. What next? She's a, you know, what next? She's a singer of some sort, I guess. Grammy award winning singer.
2: Hips don't lie. Oh, Pops that's right. Don't bite.
4: That's right. That's her. She was attacked by wild boars in Spain. Great Scott. Orlando has elected its first transgender homecoming queen. Yay! That makes everything better somehow. All right, but uh, I got some of the stats on people's approval of that at different age groups. But this, LA was looking at you got to show a vaccine card proving that you got vaccinated to go into anything indoors, restaurants, gyms, anything. Uh, But they decided to put off that vote. Apparently, there was a fair amount of pushback. Um. With uh, one of your candidates for mayor, Councilman Joe Buscaino, he said, unenforceable laws
2: are ridiculous. Wow. Like the cut of that, Jib? Joe, amen, brother. What a refreshing bit of common sensory. You know, I'd like to at some point get into the, the situation in law enforcement and specifically criminal courts with the covid how they've put so many tens of thousands of cases on hold, and so many dangerous felons are 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 back out on the streets, it's really quite disappointing, especially when it's pretty well known aggressive ventilation keeps everybody safe from the covid
4: that's interesting
2: and and it's not like you have to have uh level four bio lab. HEPA filter technology going. You just have to suck the air out on a regular basis and suck in fresh air. Anyway, uh, but uh, I'm not sure we'll have time for that. I really want to get to this. Speaking of L.A., um, real controversy over uh, the FBI raiding this Beverly Hills safe deposit box store place. This place is it's like a strip mall building uh, business with nothing but safe deposit box. Boxes, And they tell the story, the L.A. Times does, of Joseph Ruiz. His life savings were in a safe deposit box. The unemployed chef had $57,000 in there, and he had to go to court to retrieve it. And a judge has ordered the government to tell Ruiz why it was trying to confiscate the money. It came from drug trafficking, the FBI responded in court papers. Your, uh, Mr. Ruiz's income is too low for him to have that much money, and his side business selling bongs from liquor bottles suggested he was an unlicensed pot dealer. The FBI also said a dog had smelled unspecified drugs on Ruiz's cash.
4: Gee, wait a second. In the modern world in California, you have a
2: bongs, you're automatically a drug dealer? And or your your money smells of pot, therefore that's proof you're some sort of criminal? That's it's absurd. legal. Right. Well, the FBI was wrong. Ruiz produced records showing the source of money was legit, and the government dropped its false accusation and returned his money. But he was one of roughly 800 people whose money and valuables the FBI seized from these safe deposit boxes at the U.S. private vault store in a strip mall on Olympic Boulevard. Federal agents had suspected for years that criminals were stashing their loot there. And and they may be. And the FBI says that's exactly what we found. They're trying to confiscate... $86 $86 million dollars in cash in a stockpile of jewelry, rare coins, and precious metals taken from about half the boxes. N- number one, there's a, like a strip mall store that has $86 million dollars worth of anything in it? Yeah, no kidding. Yikes. Anyway, but six months after the big raid, the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in L.A. have produced no evidence of criminal wrongdoing by the vast majority of box holders whose belongings the government is trying to keep. Six months have gone by. About 300 of the box holders are contesting the attempted confiscation. Uh, Several others have filed court claims saying the dragnet forfeiture is unconstitutional. Um oh, I, I
4: I hate that whole thing. It started after 9/11, so they're going to track terrorists. So now anytime you move more than what is the amount? 12,000 10, 10 grand? Mm-hmm. But anytime you move more than 10 grand, you got to sign something or whatever. I hate that. It's not any business the effing government if I take $10,000 and do something with it. None of their damn business. And so they've just expanded that and expanded that and uh, so Mitch McConnell said yesterday, I was going to Google this. I'll do that. Um, because he brought up yesterday that part of the, either the bill they're voting on today or the next one has got in there that anything over 600 bucks, anything in your bank, the government gets some sort of record of. And moving $600 wow. or more from this account to that, account, just, so it's just, just expanding the idea of, you know, we just want to take a look at every transaction just to run it through. And as you see here, oftentimes they get
2: it wrong. Uh, and whether or not right. you're doing anything illegal. And besides, it's none of your freaking business. Well, the idea of your economic life being under constant surveillance is pretty off-putting. I'd say. You know, I remember when I bought my uh, pickup truck in Boise. That's right. I flew to Boise on points, bought a pickup truck, and drove it to California. Just because I'd never been to Idaho. I thought it'd be fun. Anyway. How so was I it? To... Was it fun? Oh, it was great. Awesome. It was terrific. You remember I, I met up with a bunch of listeners at a brewery and... Uh, had a, a big time. It was great. Uh, shout out to everybody in in them their parts. Anyway, uh, so I go to the to the bank to take out. I think it was like sixty eight hundred bucks for this old pickup truck that I needed. Um, and uh, the the smile and teller said, hey, "It'll be just a moment. We'll have you speak to the manager." I'm like, uh, "What? Okay, all right." Manager comes up. Hey, how are you? Terrific. How are you? Great. Uh, what's 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 going on with the money? what, yeah. are, what are you going to use I, that I, money I for? I hate that. None of your freaking business. I'm going to buy meth and supply eight year olds with it.
4: (laughs) I'm going to set it on fire, or I'm going to a strip club, or I'm going to give it to a church. None of your business.
2: I'm going to start a child's dog fighting ring. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, my God. But I wasn't in the mood for a hassle. And it's not his fault.
4: It's the law. But I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And we're going further that direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And getting back to the safe deposit boxes, in quite a few of the cases, the government's evidence was no stronger than it was against poor Mr. Ruiz, the uh, unemployed chef. So, uh, it's crazy. That and civil forfeitures, where if they suspect
3: you're a criminal, they can just take your stuff. Disgusting.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.